From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm your host, Siri Belusu. In just the past few months, Congress has passed four huge spending packages with trillions of dollars aimed at helping companies crippled by the coronavirus pandemic and its ensuing economic fallout. As you would expect, each of those four bills contains numerous caveats and provisos about who's eligible to receive this money and under what conditions. And this is just in the U.S. we're talking about. Nearly every other country that can is taking similarly aggressive fiscal measures to prop up their respective economies. Is it even possible for anyone to keep track of the total amount of stimulus money that's been injected into the global financial system? Yes, Cade Barton has done it. This is really an amazing time. Right now, there's been $15 trillion of stimulus issued around the world. And a lot of that is both monetary stimulus as well as fiscal stimulus. So when you think about the global GDP, which is $86 trillion, and you've issued $15 trillion to date, that's roughly 18% of GDP uh, has manifested itself in this stimulus. I will tell you there's probably 120 countries that have had some kind of stimulus, you know, depending on the size of their economy. And we have all of that updated on a daily basis. It is very difficult for multinational companies to know whether or not they're availing themselves of all that's available right now. Barton is the global vice chair for tax at EY. She says that though many companies are struggling just to figure out how to benefit from the stimulus plans in the countries where they operate, they should be thinking of the inevitable reaction after the crisis passes. And it comes time for countries to pay for these stimulus measures. Higher taxes are definitely on the minds of most global heads of tax right now. What, how are we going to pay for all of this global stimulus? When you think about it, we might be at the beginning of the stimulus. So 18% of GDP in the Great Depression, it went up to 60% of GDP. So there's still more room if n- more is needed. And so you can imagine that the tax policy of the future is front and center for a lot of people that are are already thinking about what happens next. Barton sees taxes going up around the globe, but she says we should expect countries' post-pandemic tax regimes to look very, very different. Taxes are likely to go up. I think new taxes will have to be introduced in some countries. Some people in the United States, for example, have contemplated whether or not this is a time for a U.S. VAT system. It would be like a federal sales tax in the United States we've never had a VAT, like most countries, especially countries that have lowered their corporate tax rate. Ours is now in the U.S. 21%. And so, you know, do you now introduce a U.S. VAT tax to raise revenue? And Barton says that's not the only possible new tax that could be on the horizon in the U.S. Another possibility in the United States is a carbon tax. And so I think one of the things that's come out of everyone being in a lockdown situation is, you know, the benefits of not having so much carbon infusion. So is this not a time now to really, um, you know, have that tax be possibly raised? And so that's a thought. But right now, Barton says companies should look for the commonalities between the stimulus packages of different countries. They all take different shapes and there's different um, aspects to that. But clearly, number one of the stimulus is something to reward employers. Almost everything that is out there right now has to do with either infusing them with additional loans or deferring tax payments or giving them some kind of a credit or extra cash for keeping their employees on. 
However, while tax chiefs are and should focus on helping their companies survive through this crisis, Barton says they shouldn't ignore the second phase of a major international initiative at the OECD, aimed at reconfiguring the global tax system for the digital economy. That initiative is called the Base Erosion Profit Shifting 2.0, or BEPS 2.0. So I know there's a lot going on for heads of tax right now, but I wouldn't ignore what's going on in Paris and um, BEPS 2.0 because it's still alive and well. And I know everybody has more work than they can say grace over, but you've got to get it. You kind of have to watch what's, what's going to happen in the future so you represent your company's interests well. That was Kate Barton, the Global Vice Chair for Tax at EY. She spoke with us on Thursday, April 23rd. You can find up-to-the-minute news on the latest developments from Capitol Hill at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website again is news.bloombergtax.com. From Washington, I'm Siri Belusu. Thanks for listening. Those nine justices in Washington, they can be pretty hard to keep track of. That's where we come in. I'm Jordan Rubin. And I'm Kimberly Robinson. On our podcast, Cases and Controversies, we give you a week-by-week accounting of the Supreme Court. The filings, the arguments, the opinions, and much, much more. So check in on Fridays with Cases and Controversies to find out what's coming up on the horizon at the Supreme Court. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.